At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We're stronger when we're connected together in the things of God. How many believe that today? Amen? I, I, I believe it, and I know it's true. Whether you, at times, whether you think you need connection or not, you're stronger, you're better, because God made you and created you to need other people. Uh, Ephesians, when it talks about the church and the growing and the development of the church, it talks about all the parts. And it talks about the parts like a body, right? And so, if the hand said it didn't need the forearm, then a hand's not going to do a lot of really effective work connected to the elbow. You know, it's not going to get done the things it needs to get done. And every part of the body, you can see it that way. That's why we need each other, and we've got to be encouraged that we need each other. And you need to hear the Word on it to know you need to be encouraged to connect and be a part of something that's bigger than you are. Nothing, there's nothing more dangerous in life than being a lone ranger. And most people are that. More people are that than not. They're lone rangers. They think they can do it on their own. And, you know, I'm not saying there's not things you can't do on your own, but you need other people to accomplish all that God put you on the planet to accomplish. Can you say amen to that? So, I want to read uh, a few of the verses I, I read last week, and then I have a couple others that I just want to add to this today. Um, but in Matthew 18 and verse 18, it says, Assuredly, I say to you, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done of them by my Father in heaven. I just want to start this message, and, and as I shared it last week, I want to start it with this. Um, we're stronger together. Right there it just said, if any two agree is touching anything that they ask, it'll be done of the Father, any two. So what has to happen with agreement is you both have to think the same way. Now, I'm just telling you today, I mean, you, if you've been around here at all, you've heard me say this many times, you know. Um, you know, I, I grew up, went to public school till I graduated high school, went to college for three and a half years. I was on a golf scholarship and played played uh, college golf and, and got out of it before I graduated college. I got out of it, turned professional, and did my own thing. And all along the way, I'm very grateful and thankful for everything that, that the schools that I was a part of taught me. But they never taught me the Word of God. They never taught me the truth. They never taught me about um, connection that I'm talking about you today. Nobody ever talked to me about the power of agreement. Nobody ever talked to me about kingdom authority. Nobody in any of those schools ever taught me. Now, maybe you've been to a Christian school or you did, and maybe some of those schools taught you. I'm just saying it was the church that taught me how to come into agreement. See, when I, when I look around and, and I'm just starting on the front row because I could go row by row by row, okay, but I'm just starting on the front row mainly my wife, if I need to be in agreement with something, she and I can agree. Why? Because we have the same word. If I need to get Fabian to agree with me, I know what Fabian believes. 
If I need uh, Dale to agree with me, Eric to agree with me, Lee to agree with me, and I go down the row here. I, I mean, there, there are different ones of you that I'll say, you know what, agree with me on this because I know what you believe. Why? Because I know where you reside, where you're planted. Those who are planted in the house, they'll flourish in the courts, which is everything else other than the house. See, any two agree, you, ha- you have to know what you're agreeing on. You have to know the truth of the Word of God. And not just anybody that, quote, attends church has the revelation of the Word. I mean, and that's the truth. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying, you know, I can come into the presence of someone, and in five minutes, they're born again, they go to church, they whatever, but their mouth has given them away regarding what they believe and what they don't believe. I don't want agreement with someone that's not going to agree with me according to the Word of God. And, and, and that, that may sound mean or ugly or whatever it, 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 that could appear to sound like, but it's the truth, right? And that's why being planted in the house, and we're talking about this house today, and that's why being connected as Brenda was talking about the connect group and and what it's done for her and how it's connected her to other people. But what it's doing is she's hearing, she's growing and hearing the word, and she's connecting with other people that hear the word. See? And then there's the opportunity for the power of agreement to go into manifestation. Did you see what this, this verse just said? Any two of you agree as touching anything? It'll be done in my Father, Jesus said. Done. Everybody say done. He'll do it. He'll do it for you. But you have to agree based on truth. And the only way to do that is to be planted in the house. Here's, here's the verse, a verse that encourages that. 1 Timothy 3 and verse 15 says, Paul says this, but if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of the the house of God, which is the church of the living God. Old Testament house, New Testament, it's church. Ephesians 1 says that the church is his body. Who's the body? We don't know Jesus after the flesh anymore. Now we know Jesus after you and me being connected. When you and I come together, when we come together as the body of Jesus Christ, then we start looking and acting and talking like Jesus. But we got to be planted in the house. we got to be connected in the house. It's not just about showing up to the house. It's about being connected to the house. Can you say amen? But it says this, said how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and the ground of the truth. Only thing that's ever taught me the truth is the church. Nothing else. God isn't building anything other than his church. In Matthew 18 and verse 18, it says this. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you. <clears throat> no, that's not, that's not what I was reading. And it's starting with verse 18, 1618. The other one I read to you is 1818. Now, this is 1618. I was thinking it was 1918 and not 1918. 
It's 1618. Okay, here we go. Now we got it. He said, I give you, Jesus is telling Peter this. He said, I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this rock. Now I'm reading it in the wrong translation. Wow. Okay, here we go. Verse 18. He said, I say to you that you're Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. That's what I'm trying to get to. So, so don't let any of the other stuff that I just did confuse you, right? We're talking about the church, right? The church. He said, and also I say to you that you're Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Some people think that Jesus was saying he's building the church on the rock of Peter, of Peter himself. No, no, no. He, what Peter did was he said, when Jesus asked his disciples, um, people say I'm this, but who do you say I am? Peter jumped up and you said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And what he was saying now to Peter is this. He said, on this rock, the rock of revelation, of understanding, of truth, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom. What you bind will be bound. What you loose will be loosed. Where do you learn that? In what he's building. I just want to be a part of what Jesus is building. Jesus is building His church. The church of Jesus Christ throughout the planet is not perfect, but it's maturing. It's growing into itself. Because the Bible says that the only hope in the world, not a government, not another politician, the only hope of the world is Christ revealed in you and I. That's what Jesus said. That's how He's building His church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it no matter what. So we, we are on the winning side already before we even get started. So the more we tie into what he's building and what he's doing in the earth, the, the stronger that we get and then we're being used to enforce what he's already done. And how does that happen? Through connection in the church. A little here, a little there, a little of this, a little of that. Getting to know someone else, someone else saying something. You can be in a connect group and somebody says something that you never even thought about before. You didn't hear that at church. They just said something, you know, on the heels of, of, of whatever your connect group is. Maybe uh, the games group. And you're playing games and somebody, you know, everybody's laughing and, and then somebody brings something up and all of a sudden something is being said that you wouldn't have got had you not showed up. Yeah, well, you know, I could get it other places. No, not if you need to be planted. Part of being planted is connecting. Can you say amen to that? So after all that energy to get that one scripture. <laughs> so... Proverbs 29, 18, and I'm going to read this out of two translations. Proverbs 29, 18, in the New King James. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. What's, how's Jesus building his church? On the rock of revelation, he's building his church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. What, what is he saying here? In the King James, this verse of Scripture says, where there is no vision. Here it says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. 
but happy is he who keeps the law. What does it mean to cast off restraint? What the Word of God does is it, it begins to control your life. You allow the Word of God to reveal things to you, to cause you to do things that in the natural you wouldn't have done. But people that think they don't need this, not have vision, not connection, they cast it aside, then they become authorities unto themselves, and that's a dangerous place. It's not enough just to come and hear the Word. You've got to be connected in a way that you can learn to be a doer of the Word. Here's the other thing about connect groups, is that many times you show up, you've got something that someone else needs. It always works that way. Always. In our Connect Equips, this year we're doing the book of Ephesians, uh, 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 book of Philippians, four chapters in the book of Philippians, and we're doing that book, um, eight weeks of teaching that, that, those letters from, from the Apostle Paul. And, and what, what those letters reveal to us, a number of things, but mainly who we are in Him. And there's nothing like coming and being taught that and then having interaction and being able to talk and ask questions about things that maybe you've thought before and then to have it answered and then have other people in the group have information or understanding on that that you never heard before. It's supernatural. That's the way you grow. That's the way you become who God made you to be. I, I made this, I'm going to read it in the Amplified also. Um, but I made this statement last time um, that your level of success, and I want you to really hold on to this and keep it and really meditate on this, but your level of success in your, and I'm going to call them worldly connections, meaning connections outside of the church, your success in worldly connections will be determined by your spiritual connections. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about just the appearance of something that's successful. Because when you are developing faith in God and you're developing strong spiritual connections, it delivers you of a lot of things that try to mess up your other connections in the world and in people's lives. Anybody in here have people that are family members that are not saved? I'm talking like extended family members. Anybody have extended family members that are not saved? I do. God wants you to be effective with them. He wants you to have, he wants you to be open to other relationships at different times. And, and he wants you to be effective at ministry to people that are not born again. But to do that, you've got to be strong in the things of God. You've got to know how to yield to the voice of the Spirit of God in given situations. You need to know how not to necessarily preach to people that aren't born again, or maybe they're born again and just have no revelation whatsoever. You, you don't need to preach to those people necessarily. You need the wisdom of God in how to get into their lives. Many times, it's just being friendly. Many times God will tell you to do something that, you know, you want to you quote them half the Bible, you know, and, and they're not ready for anything. That's the worst thing you can do. And, and great just 
discouragement comes to people that want to kind of evangelize and help people out in the world, but you don't know how because you're not connected to the house and you've not learned how to yield to the voice of the Spirit and, you, and have the truth that will set a person free. The Bible says a word in season will sustain that person's life. But you give them a boatload of stuff that, that is, can be Scripture that you could quote at them, won't do them a thing when they're not prepared and ready for it. What I've noticed, what I've seen through the years, I always have a top 10 or 20 list of people that I'm ministering to on a day-to-day basis, you know, that, that don't know God, that I'm just planting in it. And many times it's somebody, you know, through a Starbucks drive through that I spend one minute with, you know. I mean, I, I've seen a number of guys born again after me spending three or four years going through the same Starbucks and then them finally one day asking me, what do you do? What do you do? Never asked me before. Why are you asking me now? Is what I'm thinking, you know. But it opened the door because he asked me, so now I'm going to tell him. Usually I t- people that tell me what I, ask me what I do, I just say, I'm, I'm in public relations, you know. <clears throat> I relate with the public. You know, because you tell them a pastor and they get all funky, you know, like. But, and, and then you can't get to them. But. After you've known somebody for three or four years, even if it was just a minute a day, something begins to happen. Where did I learn how to do that? The church. I learned it from people that, you know, maybe I didn't even want to learn from. What you'll notice is, you know what? You've got to come to the place in life where you can learn from anybody. Even some belligerent cuss may speak the truth to you, wrong spirit, wrong attitude, but they say something to you and, you and you don't have to tell them this, but you walk away from that thinking, you know what? He's probably right. Even though he was a jerk, he was probably right in what he said. You can learn from anybody. Anybody. And when you get to that place in life, there's no limit to what you can do and accomplish. Everybody say amen to that. That... Um, Proverbs 29, 18 in the Amplified says it like this. Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. Mm. He's blessed. He's empowered. Where there is no redemptive revelation of God, people perish. So, what does that mean? then I need, to, I need to keep the opposite of there not being any. I need redemptive revelation continuing to be working and developing in my life. And where do I get that from? From the church. It's not just what you hear, but it's what you meditate on and then learn to do. Hearing's not enough. That's where it starts. You're not going to get it if you don't come. You're not going to get it if you don't, and you're not going to connect with other people if you don't come and allow yourself to open up just to say hi to somebody. Uh, They've got something out there for my wife, like cake and cupcakes or whatever, you know. You don't have to eat a cupcake, you know. I mean, or you can eat too. But uh, what if you just, you you might say to yourself, well, you know, I I don't usually like to do that kind of stuff. I got to go. And if you got to go, you got to go. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you an example of how to develop things in your own life in learning to be connected. What if you stood out there and you 
talk to people that you've never talked to before and you find out something about them or whatever, I promise you, you'll walk away feeling better about yourself than just dashing out. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling do whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm not going to be watching to see who dashes out or not. Don't, don't, I, I'm not saying it like that. You do whatever you want to do. You, you understand what I'm saying? But learn how to do things that are a little uncomfortable for you, break out of your, you know, comfort zone, take steps that you've never taken before because what will happen is you'll see things you've never seen before. It just works that way. I'm telling you today that it works that way. Redemptive revelation gives you authority to influence the world. Where there is no redemptive revelation, the people cast off restraint. I need restraint. You need restraint. We need to be restrained by the Holy Ghost. We need that kind of restraint. But when you cast it off and you're an authority under yourself, I promise you, you're a bad authority over yourself. You know why? Because you're going to give you whatever you want. The Holy Ghost is going to give you whatever He thinks is best for you. <laughs> and one day you'll think it's best for you too, but right now maybe you don't think it's so best. So best. More better. <laughs> Bad English. <clears throat> All the teachers around here are going, oh man, what's he doing? He's butchering that language. <clears throat> but I'm just saying today, living in the kingdom of God is just absolutely, there's nothing like it. The pressure that goes with living in the kingdom, there's nothing like it. But the rewards that come with living in the kingdom of God, there is nothing like them. I don't know how many people have made comments to me about, we, we, somebody mentioned us going to the Believers Convention this last week, and, and, and we, we've been going to the Believers Convention since 1981. And I can't tell you how many years we've come home from the Believers Convention, and it's like, like all hell has broken loose, right? It's like all hell is broken loose. Because, see, the Bible says in Mark 4 that the enemy comes immediately to steal the word that's sown in your heart. So that's just normal stuff. But when you don't understand that and you think, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe I shouldn't go to that believer's convention. That's what, that's what he wants you to do is not get under the Word. Well, you know, things didn't really start, uh, some difficulties didn't happen until I started going to church. He wants to keep you out of church. Why? Because that's what Jesus is building. Jesus is building the church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. So, there's going to be pressure. Paul said, many of the persecutions that come against the righteous, Right? But he said, but my God delivered me from all of them. Not just half of them, all of them. So, what we learn to do is when we see something come or pressure come, <laughs> we begin to laugh at it. <laughs> I don't care what you're saying. I don't care what circumstances are here. I believe more what the Word says than the circumstances that try to tell me anything any different. Can you say amen? And that's the absolute truth. But redemptive revelation gives you authority 
to influence the world. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.